name's Nick Brown for Ernie Brown. I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Custison. Nathan, how you doing, mate? Hello. Doing well. That's You look fantastic I feel like still. Russell the Kangaroo, Nick. Do you? No. No, okay, fair enough. Krakens. Uh, fuck you. We're drinking Bilsons. Uh, shout out Bilsons. Sorry, um, Bilsons. WWDOTW in the item shop to get... 15% off your next order. Yes, Free post to Joe, $50. What's the flavor of the week? Um, I will say, oh, I think Portello has got to be the flavor of the week. I've had a couple. It's the flavor of my life, Nick. <laughs> I think if you cut me open, I'm bleeding purple. Nick, I'm telling you with those drips and the IVs when I'm old, I'm getting Bills and Portello you know in when, my veins. You know when you're like a big sports fan and then oh, you're like, yes. I bleed these colors and like that's me with fucking Bilsons. I bleed whatever color they want me to bleed at this <laughs> stage. Uh, topic this week, yes. Nathan, are the Greatest, I guess you could say, debut albums, debut albums from the scene, in scene history. Yes, um, a lot of things, a lot of albums we can get to. Yes, a lot of albums we can kind of you know talk about. I did post a poll today. Um, on the Silly Goose Club, if you're not a part of that, you know, just am I a goose? Uh, look, we're all silly gooses ah, yes. in our own way, silly geese, I guess you could say. Um, a lot of albums got put up. I'll just run you through the top few that kind of um got voted the highest, Nathan. If that's all right, go from it. Parkway Drive, Killing of a Smile. Is number one. Oh, yep. Northland Discoveries. Yes. Polaris the Mortal Coil. There is Slipknot. Fucking Jace. Jace got in there and started putting all these bands in. Surprise. <laughs> bitch. We're not going to be talking about Slipknot. Uh, Thornhill the Dark Pool. Um, Link Park. Ocean Grove. The Rhapsody Tapes. And Beartooth's Disgusting. Now, uh, there are a lot of others. A lot of other albums got put in there. If you, in Ars Wakes TV Nation. Grave Minds Conduit. Hellions Die Young. Deadlights Mesmer, etc. But Nave. And when I, when I ask you, I'll yes. just kind of raise the question of greatest debut albums from the scene. What was the first album, I guess, that came to mind for you? Bare Truth Disgusting, Nick. By Three Links of the Straight. You know why? Why? Because it was, the, it was the peak of my scene love, Nick. And I reckon this band was just what I needed at that stage. And Caleb Shomo on that album, what he did was just unbelievable. I think um, that just from Go To Woe is just a, almost the perfect album in the scene. It's just a, it's a great album. Full of energy, full of screams, full of great hooks, just fucking rawness. And there was three pieces for a drum kit or four pieces, Nick. I don't know if they recorded it with four pieces of the drums, but the sound they had on that album too, I don't think they've replicated that on anything since. And it was just something different. It was something raw and that hit me. That's what I think of. I I just think of that. I think of the album cover. I just think of the songs and Beaten and Lips is just a belter. You know what, Nathan? I'm going to do something that I, I very rarely do. Oh, no. I'm going to agree with you. Me? Yeah, the first... Agreeing? The first album that I thought oh of, and in terms of the scene, my number one favorite debut album in the scene is Bear Tooth. Disgusting. I don't think there's a miss on here. Like, I think that there's about six, you know, 10 out of 10 songs. I don't think any song falls below, like, an eight. No. Like, it's insane. And, you know, this we're both in our like top 15 area of our all time that you can go listen to from the past couple of weeks. And for good reason, this is one of those albums that I listen to during the week and it still has that same kind of rawness that I kind of, I guess, you know, when I was talking about The Black is Beautiful last week or two weeks ago, and I was talking about how that album, you know, or that kind of vocal styling kind of put me onto other bands. Beartooth for one of those bands because Caleb's, Caleb's never sounded better than what he did on this album. Like he might sound more polished on yep. the newer albums. Yep. He's never sounded more raw. And like, exactly. Because at that time, you know, bands like Let Live were in our kind of, in our eyesight and we were big on them. Them and the Every Time I Dies of the World. Yeah. Game. And yep. it was like, so because of that, you know, when we hear someone who has that kind of 
a huge kind of vocal like Caleb. Also, opening with the lines is huge. Closing with the song Sick and Disgusting is amazing. It's, it it is sick and disgusting. It's mate. absolutely like, I genuinely, if you haven't heard the album, we haven't heard it for a while. It is just one of those albums you have to listen to front to back. It's like 40 minutes long. There are zero misses. Absolutely zero. Um, Agreed. Another one that came to mind yep. is While She Sleeps. Oh, this is the six, this yeah? This is the six. Yep. Um, again, both in our in our 30s. Top 30s, yep. It was. It's a, an amazing album. Um, what do you think about that album when you kind of, again, comparing it to others? How does that rank for you? I think emotions-wise, it's just it's different. It's got the piano. It's got the ballad. It's got the big hooks with the, um, the, the gang vocals. I think Seven Hills is one of my favorite songs in the scene. Yep. I think... Our Courage, Our Cancer is a beautiful song. And just, I don't know, While She Sleeps Connected. I, I think Loz, like for for better or worse, has a great voice, ta- I mean, tailored to that style. And I think it probably holds them back as well, like you've said in the past, but yeah. it also appeals to me as well because it's raw and it's like that. And it's, it's distinct it's, as hell. It is it's distinct as hell. It doesn't sound like every other generic old band that you hear. And I just think that, the, I don't know, just the way they wrote that album, it's just, it's a beautiful album from Go To War. Like Death Toll was a feature, like yeah. on the deluxe edition, you got... Uh, Dead Behind the Eyes, massive song. False Freedom is a beautiful song. I just love that album, Nick. It's one of those ones um, I remember seeing them live. Uh, it was a Soundwave Sidewave in 2013. Was and they, they opened up. Now, this is Max Watts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was Mice and Men, Chelsea Grin, and While She Sleeps, who opened oh. up. I went with a mate of ours, Sean, sure, Mac. who was a massive While She Sleeps fan. And Original I, Big Mac. I yeah. didn't mind him. At the time, to- I didn't mind them at the time, yeah. but I was there and I remember, I think they closed with Seven Hills <sighs> and I remember just hearing, you know, like, I know, like that kind of that. Catchy as all. And I was hell. just like, I know this, yeah. but I don't think I'd ever heard it before. And it was like, it's one of those instantly recognizable songs. They're the best songs, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think the day after, or two days after we had Soundwave, I saw them again there, yeah. went and bought, bought This Is The Six on CD. And it's kind of so, like, again, the rest is history. history it's, yeah. it's, it's how it works. Yeah. Um, and as far as debuts, dude. Oh. It's insane. It's um, they again another band, and I know a lot of this is going to sound like you know that kind of you know their old stuff was better than their new stuff. But I I think we we can both say that you know while she sleeps, new stuff's been really good. Their st- their yes. album that came out this year was really good. So their Sleep Society was great. Yeah, I like, listened to that today huge, at work. To me, a huge return to form for yeah. me. And so like a lot of the time when you do talk about debut albums, there is this thing of like oh you're just saying that their old stuff's better. Maybe you peaked and seen, and a lot of the time that is true. But yeah. we just kind of have to. Yeah, you can't really change how you feel in that way. Well, they haven't replicated that sound yet. They like w- when they went from this is the six to brainwash. Brainwash is a lot heavier, I think. Like stylistically, it's more like dead behind the eyes. And instead of having piano ballads, you got kind of acoustic and kind of slow guitar parts instead of the piano. And I think the piano and the gang vocals that they had in that first album haven't been done since. And like yeah. they kind of strawed away from that. And like the the, the backup singer. The blood nut, Nick, as I call him. He, he, he's taken over like the backup, the cleans and stuff. So you don't get those gang vocals anymore. But I just love that first album. It was the perfect mix. A couple of albums that are like very close to each other in terms of how many votes they got. And I, I kind of think are going to be compared to over the next five to ten years are Polaris, The Mortal Coil and Thornhill's The Dark Pool. I, you know, we, kind of re- we kind of rate The Mortal Coil very highly, understandably so. Um, the Dark Pool, I don't know if it's a bit of a recency bias thing. I don't know if it's because maybe a couple of members are in the group that's being talked about. You know, naturally, that kind of does sway people sometimes. If you were to put those two ahead, uh, is it is it comparable? Is one close to the other? Talk to me about those two albums. Not in the realm, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, <laughs> as much as I love The Dark Pool, it's not in the realm of The Mortal Coil yeah. because The Mortal Coil propelled Polaris to bigger heights than what they were. They propelled them globally, like worldwide. They became... The new band, like around America, around Europe, everywhere. Like everyone listens to those songs. The Remedy was just 
blew them up massively. Consume. But like the Dark Pool, like I look at the songs from the start, Views from the Sun's a great song. Nurture, I thought, was going to be their single to propel them overseas. But I don't think they're going to hit till the second album. I think the second album will be the album that actually hits overseas. Like I think... In Australia, we love Thornhill, but we already loved him before that because the Butterfly EP was great. We'll talk about that yeah. maybe next week. But um, like you say, like In My Skin was decent. Lily and the Moon's a beautiful song. We Absolutely. love that. Where We Go and We Die I had a great film clip, but Thornhill feel a lot more local, whereas Polaris feel international of yeah. the two albums. So both being debut albums, I think the Mortal Coil is a little bit, uh, well, let's say head and shoulders above. I'm going to say nine to like it. Well, talk to yeah. me about the Mortal Coil. Obviously, yes. that, as you say, head and shoulders above. How does the Mortal Coil compare to Northlane's Discoveries? I think it's better. You think the Mortal Coil is better? Well, I love Discoveries, but like I was a Singularity man, so I like Singularity more. Like it wasn't as long. Like there's a lot more Ben Core elements in Discoveries than there yeah. isn't that. But the Mortal Coil for me, like we're coming off the guilt and the grief in our fanboy <laughs> days of Polaris, thinking this is going to be the greatest thing of all time. It wasn't the greatest thing of all time, but it was really good still. Yeah. So like you, you look at songs in there, you got. As I say, Lucid was an amazing opener. I didn't think it should have been the opener, but yeah. the more you listen to the album, you get to that. Remedy Huge, Relapse, Great, Consume, um, Dust Today's Good, Casualty. Like, it's through it, like throughout Crooked Path was one of their biggest songs now. Like, yeah. And that's at track 10. Like, you got Sonder's a good song, Slow Decay. That whole album's full of just really good songs. And I think, like, Discoveries isn't that. I don't yeah. think the strength is there. But people go back. That was their first scene album. It got. Literally, Huge. I did. It got a lot of people into the scene, that Absolutely. album discovery. So people are going to have the nostalgia factor and they're going to go that, but I'm going to go Mortal Coil. Out of those two, you're going Mortal I'm Coil. fighting. Going down with it. Who are you going? You go down with that shit, baby. Go down with Fucking that Fucking oath, I'm going down uh, with it. Another, any other albums that come to mind? What other debut albums come off the top of your head? Bullet for my Valentine, The Poison. Interesting. Okay, so we count this part of the scene, yeah? Oh, 100%. They were Bring Me Before Bring Me. Okay. Back in the day, they were the band in the metalcore scene. Like it felt like Killswitch popped off with like the end of Heartache and My Curse being huge global songs, and then Tears Don't Fall came along, and they're like this good-looking band from the UK, and everyone like kind of fanned them, like and they loved them. And The Poison for me it was just a really cool album, you know. And like, what, what yeah. did that do at that time? Because what I don't know what year it came out. I think it might have been like mid two thousands, maybe late two thousands. Yeah, mid two thousands. I'm gonna get the exact time for you right now, Nick Brown. Give me a sec. Two thousand and five. Two thousand five. So, so bang in there. Sixteen um, years ago. It's a long time. When when did you start listening to that album? Oh, high school. Yeah. High school. I reckon year eight, year nine. And like we had mates, Sean and Mitch. Obviously, the trivia heads as well. Yeah. They love um, they love Bullet and like just I don't know. There's something about Matt Tuck's voice at that stage. I think he actually had throat surgery. Like past um, where when he did Temper Temper I think he blew it out and he hasn't really been the same since but her voice resides tears don't fall hit the floor all these things I hate revolve around you I hate that song now. Yeah, I'm gonna go that's, that's a different story but <laughs> Hand of Blood's good The Poison the self-titled um, song's really good The End's great Cries in Vain I love that album I don't know there's something about it it was the first time I listened to Bullet and like Tears Don't Fall was that song for me a couple, couple of albums uh, for these debuts that I think for me a lot of people love, but yes. for whatever reason, I don't love. And I kind of want to bring a couple of those up. I got four of them written here as well. The natural one I think we'll both agree with is Parkway Drive Killing of a Smile. Yes, right? Nick. Yep. I've always said this, and I don't know if you agree, but like the, I feel like that's one of those albums you had to somewhat live through to really appreciate, to kind of 
Yeah, it's kind of like if you were to li- listen to the Beatles 10 years after they stopped being the Beatles, it's like you're not really a part of that wave and you don't feel like you're a part of it. Yeah. So you're naturally not going to have that sort of connection to it. Uh, it's always been the reason for me. What about you, Nath? Why Why doesn't Killing of a Smile kind of connect in that way? Just have never gone back to it, Nick. Yeah. Like I, I started my Parkway journey at Atlas and I worked my way back a little bit to like Horizons and Deep Blue, but I never went back into Killing with a Smile because like the, the first few songs I listened to with Parkway came off Horizons with Boneyards and Idols. So, yeah. you know, and like you... Like there was decent songs on Killing with the Smile, but I just it's never been that album for me. And it's the same with Seven Ties with Amity. Like yeah. I've never gone back and listened to that. It was Young Bloods. That was my introduction. It's the so. same with uh, Count Your Blessings by Bring Me. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what I mean. Like we we just came around at the wrong time, and like you got to be at the right time to find those albums. And like Jace from um, what we did on the weekend, Froth's Killing with the Smile. I think this is like yeah. the greatest album of all time. And that was his probably seen introduction. That's, yeah, and, and like there's nothing wrong with that. And, and it's, it's the same with Discoveries for the North Lane heads, you know. So. Isn't it funny because like I wouldn't if someone said you know um, Killing the Smile is their favorite album, I would never argue with it because I feel like even though I don't agree with it, like yeah. some al- some albums if they were to say is their favorite, I'd be like that's a shit decision. Like why would you pick that? Yeah. Killing the Smile is just like it's more of like I don't get it more than anything. So I'm like I respectfully disagree, but I'm not going to argue against your point. I'm like that as well with another one. What is it? The Rhapsody tapes. Perfect. I was going to bring that one up for it, sure. Yeah. I fucking I got. The story goes. Yeah. Chelsea Heights, I think it was a Mitch, might have been with you. Yeah. Uh, we're watching Amity and Ocean Grove supported him. And they had the Rhapsody tapes on sale that night, the day before it went on yeah. proper sale. So I'm thinking I'm the biggest dog ever. I'm like, I'm going to go listen to this album before it comes out. I think I'm the greatest Spoilers man. Spoilers and put on LimeWire. <laughs> and I remember listening to that album and being so underwhelmed and disappointed. And people, like, I'm, I'm assuming on that poll, being in the huge. top five. Like, yeah. everyone loves that album. And I'm just like, I don't get the hype on it. I just. Coming from the Black Label, which we'll talk about best scene EPs maybe next week. Yeah, but we'll that, do that is a, we'll do that next week. Exactly. Like coming from that to this, which is chalk and cheese. I'm like, why the fuck are they changed styles? And like, I get it now, what they've propelled to with like the new album and stuff. But it just isn't that good. It's not that good, Nick. I don't know. I I must admit, man. Like when that album came out, I was pretty against it. I don't know if that was because I wanted to be that guy who was like, I love the Outsiders EP. Not even Black Label. I wanted to go earlier than that. God, I wanted to be that You fair. really were, because you had that on CD, didn't Absolutely you? Yeah, I did, yeah. And I loved it. And I, I got the Black... I had Black Label on CD as well, and I enjoyed that. But for whatever reason, the Rhapsody tapes just didn't work for me. And I listened to it two, three years later, and I enjoyed it more, and I listened to it during the week. Yeah. And again, I enjoyed it more, but I, I just think there's certain moments that I'm like, this just sounds so much, like, The Wrong Way. The Wrong Way I'm is the sorry. worst song ever, Nick. The Wrong Way is such like a, it's so silver chair, it's beyond belief. They've got a song that's so Marilyn Manson, it's beyond belief. Not Songs like Beers and that just don't hit as hard as what other songs do. They, yeah, And especially because Ocean Grove were also coming off the deluxe edition of Black Label, which yep. they had lights on kind of lover yep. on. And that's still that their was best one, song. yeah, one of ours probably still is their best song, right? And like and obviously the song Backbone on on that out on EP and Blood and like Blood these huge songs that hit so hard. And for me, you know, songs like Beers and songs like I don't know. It sounds like the I want intimate alien. Intimate alien. It just didn't hit for nah. whatever reason. It just Even sounded Thunder like it was, touch. it was just trying too. It was just trying too much. And like some songs I really like um, now, not then, but but still as an album. I don't know. I always feel like we're in the minority here where we enjoy Flip Phone Fantasy more, but I still enjoy their, Way e- more, their EPs probably more so than that. Yeah, Mr. Centipede was my favourite off that. That was a cool one. That, that, that was song. probably my favourite track off it, and that, like not a lot of people would agree with that, so it probably says where I'm at. What's an album that like people wouldn't pick that you love, or maybe not so popular? Is there, an, is there a debut album from the scene that you're like, I love and not many others would? Got a bunch, yeah. Movements feel something. Yes. So they're obviously American Sad Boy Band. 
their EP, which I'll talk about next week, Outgrown Things, is better than the album. Yep. But this album's really good. Like from Go to Woe, got a couple of really good songs. Um, slowly, slowly, St. Leonard's. Yes. Uh, I thought that was a really, really good introduction for us. Like songs like um uh sorry, uh Smile Lines, a really good song, Alchemy, really good song, Aliens, Dinosaurs. I had a really fun album. That was a yeah. really cool introduction. San Atlantic Skinny Dipping came yes. out a couple of years after. I think it was actually the same year. Lavender Bones was the first song I heard from San Atlantic that good year. Song. Great, great song. And like you go through that album's really, really good. Um, couple of other ones. Hallians Die Young, I thought you'd bring up. Absolutely. Talk yeah. about that to me. I I don't know what it is. Um look, I, I could probably admit that Opera Oblivia is probably a better album than yep. Die Young, but I will always go Die Young over Opera Oblivia. How heavy were Hallians? Like? I they were just something else, man. Yeah. Like, and and they were a band again, another band that like a friend of mine showed me, and at that time I was very much like, if I don't discover this band, then I'm not allowed to like it. You know what I mean? Like friend recommends hundred percent. If I if I listened to Bear, if I didn't discover Beartooth, I probably would have hated Beartooth. If a friend of mine went, hey, listen to this band, I'd be like, oh, fucking generic as shit. Yeah. But because like I discovered because I felt like I discovered them, like. I was like, I love this. This is amazing. I have to tell everybody. It's like, but so Die Young, it took me about a year to get really get into it. And I was like, man, this album's amazing. I got it on vinyl. Um, it's da- so good. Daughters is still one of my favorite breakdowns ever. Ever. Infamita, the start of it. Like just straight away. I just, there's just some ideas here. And I think it kills Indian Summer. I still, I was so disappointed with Indian Summer. Yeah, it was a disappointing release. In the sense that, because especially because they released a song, the title track, uh, the Hallians. They released a song Hallians with um, Be Real from uh, D's Nuts and that. And that was such an amazing track. And then the rest of the album was nothing like it. And I just felt like it was a little bit false advertising in that sense. And I just don't think any other song got close to what Die Young had presented. Mm. Um, Opera Oblivia might be a better album. Rue might be a better album. Yeah. Or, like, you know, objectively speaking. Objectively, yes. But for me, I enjoy Die Young. And Die Young to me is a, is a top five debut album for me. A hundred percent, mate. I love that. Is there any um, kind of albums that you don't like that you expected more from? So like I'm saying, like we went from EP. So I'm going to, I've got a couple yeah, here for you. It. So I got Crossfaith Apocalypse. Yes. I so wish I, I wanted to like this so much. Coming off the Zion EP, Nick. So expectations were out of this world for us. Couple of decent songs. I love Countdown to Hell and Eclipse, but it did not live up to no. the hype for us nah. at all. It did. It added a few songs to their live set, which yeah. kind of created something cool. And that's when we saw them at that Soundwave yes, 15. Yeah. That's the best time I've ever seen them. I've seen yeah. them uh, at that Bring Me opening slot was amazing. Crazy. But that Soundwave 2015 slot was just next level in that shed. Uh, but overall, as an album, it just, it had, you know, it was a typical album. Three to four great songs, the rest is filler. And another, that was fine, but, you know, it, it just wasn't nowhere near the Zion EP. I'll give you another one. Yeah. Hacktivist out of the box. Yeah, couldn't do it. Coming off the self-titled EP, which we'll talk about next week. But, dude, this nearly killed the band. Yeah. It, it just didn't do anything, did it? It's five years. So Hyper Dialect came out this year. It's five years since this came out. They've had, nearly killed They've them. had two or three member, member changes since then. Like, nearly killed them. It just... The album didn't do it. Um, they got Rao Reynolds and it was the most basic onto a track. And it was so basic. It was shit. It was like, and I'm like, man, you're going to get Rao on and you're going to get him to just sing a, a crappy clean hook. Like it just, there was just nothing there. You had so much that at that time, Hacktivist was so, they weren't like huge, but they had, they were such an underground band who was ready to explode. All you had to do was nail, stick the landing and they just couldn't do it. They fucked up that landing huge. I'll give you another one. Just one more might be on the list on the, the Facebook poll, but Void Division. Children of cool. Chrome, Nick. So neither of us like this album. No. So the band, the band don't like this album. The band, exactly. I'm t- we really didn't like this, and we didn't like the band coming off that. And like, there's certain songs, and it's funny. The two songs that I like are the two ballads. So Fairweather <laughs> and Sunrise. I enjoy both those songs, ironically. But Hyper Days is so much better. And yeah. to go from what they had on 
this album, Children of Chrome. It was cool for the time. People sweated it. People got behind it in the scene. People backed him, but we didn't, and I still don't. Uh, I, I nah. go back and listen to this, and it's just not that good. I think Children of Chrome, like, even... I remember when it came out, and I remember asking people kind of around the scene, people who I knew. I didn't know many at the time, but I remember asking, and nobody really liked the album. Everyone's like, eh, it's just, it's just there. And There is the word. And, like, since Backbone started, you know, we'd ask, if, not even ask, but it'd just come up in conversation. And and I'd never hear, hear someone say a positive word about it. I know people, certain people like this album. I'm not saying it's an objectively terrible album, but it just, for a, for a band who had a lot of hype at the time, mm-hmm. just did not hit the mark. And it took them the Disturbia EP, actually, another EP, um, to actually change them. That's where they put I just Ghost... I Rihanna, Nick, Ghost, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, I, think, I think Shia LaBeouf's. <laughs> um, and that with Ghost in the Machine, and like that slowly turned into hyper days and then it kind of was almost like a rebranding the EP was almost I think it came out like the year after or something it was almost like done just to kind of you know quell people's disappointment (laughs) of what happened I raise this to you Nick yeah arguably your favourite Australian release you told me last week in Arts Wake Divination I love this album just just, just, would you like to just go through a couple of the tracks for me see the thing about (laughs) the thing about Divination is I think that the opening track is the one of my favorite opening tracks of all time. I think that um, Survival is one of my favorite songs. I think it's one of the, the best seen songs ever. Like, oh, it's survival's... so good. It's so... Uh, Departure. We, I think Winston's on Departure. Is, yeah. It's on there. It's it's one of those... Adrian from Northlands on a song. I know. It, Shapeless. It's, it probably does get a little bit repetitive towards the back end, but I've never... At the time when that came out, again, this is coming off... Again, you see him live. We saw him at Next. We saw... I saw him at... Fuck, I saw them supporting Amity at Frankston at the Pier Live after Chasing Ghosts. I think they did like a regional after their main tour. Oh my God. And they, and in Heartsbreak supported, they had Divination out. And, and just I was like, just this like is the, the next time. And I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Went <laughs> out straight away, bought the here? album, and yeah. I was like, I hated the idea of every song having, having a bracket. I was going to ask, do you like that now or do you still hate it? it? No, I fucking hate okay, it. Okay, yeah. I, I hate it. I can't yeah. remember any of the song titles because of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the worst part of it. Um, a couple other albums, Nave, I yes. want to bring up. Stories, The Youth to Become. One of my favorites. One of those albums that is. You know, universally loved, but not loved by a lot of people in that sense. Everybody I know who knows this album is obsessed with it, but not everybody knows about the album. It's unfortunate. One of those critically acclaimed albums that people are like, well, you're either a hipster and like it, or like, I'm not going to give it the time of day, but you should give it the time of day. Absolutely. Uh, I saw someone put out Deadlights, Mesmer. Which I thought was definitely really, in there was a really cool one. Yep. I thought saw someone put D's nuts. Um, stay, stay true. true. Great call. Great Amazing call. Amazing call. I would say, uh, which was a really good one. I saw someone put actually out tonight alive. What are you scared of? Yeah, that's and funny. I was like, this is a cool one because breaking and entering is one of my favorite, like a really amazing song. Well, I got a funny story about that, Nick. Yep. I actually bought that the night I saw them support Simple Plan at the Palais Theatre. So I bought two <laughs> CDs that night. One was their EP, and one was What Are You So Scared Of? And like the night I first, yeah, so that was really really cool. Breaking and entering, Starlight, great songs. To Die For was the original, um, cl- I mean, opener for the EP, which is on the album about track 10. So that's where it made that. And it was just really, really cool. Yeah. Well, what about Paramore? Paramore actually had a really massive, like kind of release with their first. Is that right? Um, no, it was I actually, no, nah, it was called All We Know Is Falling. It had Pressure and Emergency, which kind of propelled them really, really big songs. But dude, a couple more recent ones. Yes. So this year, Spirit Box, Eternal Blue. Does that, where does that, I, I, where is that going to sit? I don't think it's going to sit like top five. I don't know. It might sneak into top 10. Um, it's hard. You know, obviously, recency vice is really hard to kind of 
how do you adapt or how do you adjust for that? Yeah. Um, it's really tough. Do you, you don't, you don't want to overrate it and be like, it's definitely top three or you don't want to underrate it and put it in like, ah, oh, it's not even close. Yeah. Time will tell with these albums. Like a lot of the, a lot of these, a lot of albums that just came out, time will tell. It's like sundown in 2019 for yeah. Sleep Token was really, really cool album. But like, where does that sit? What about our classics? What about the mutter, Nick? Carnival. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, compl- that I completely forgot about that. If you oh can, my god! If you compare that as part of the scene, which if we bring it again, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Hard subjective. to know. It's subjectively probably not part of the scene. Yeah. Um, but it's an amazing record. It's it's what was it number you for like number five or number, number four? five? Yeah, no, it was four. And then um, Sound Awake was five. What about Sleep Talk? Had a good release. Everything in Color. Cool album. Oh, like that. that was a really good cool first release. You know an album UNFL? that I, I hated um, for a long time up until probably about two years ago when I started to, to actually me. get the band was me. Make Them Suffer. They released Never Bloom and that got a I, lot of votes. I remember when that album dropped and I was listening to it and I was like, man, it's just fucking deathcore breakdowns with this shitty piano over it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what was it? Wasn't even keyboard. Sims or anything. It was just like it was like that's all it was. It was like every song, and I was like, "This sucks." And I, it wasn't until probably well, it wasn't even Worlds Apart. It was Old Souls came out because yeah. that had Blood Moon on it. And I was like, like, "Oh my god!" Obsessed with that song. Uh, still one of my favorite sing songs. Like one, of my, I genuinely think that's a perfect song. Um, I'll never forget when I saw them for the first time. Yeah, Jeez, oh shit, weren't they? Chelsea Heights. They were supporting Parkway. This is like Parkway off IR, and they'll play at Chelsea. It's ridiculous to think of them playing at that. They'll do in the now. regional. Do in the regional. Yeah, yeah. They were so and um, make them suffer were there, and I thought they were terrible. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, you saying that. What the fuck is this? And then like now I love them so much. It's a funny story, but um, like you say, it's interest. It's interesting. Like with these debut albums, it's really like you've got to be at the right time at the right place to yeah. hear these. And like if you're frothing bands in the scene at the right time, you're going to love a lot of these albums. If you're not, if you're a little bit old, you're going to miss them. Like we kind of did with Parkway and Amity. Yep. But we. Like we're propelled to listen to Polaris in their debuts and like bands like Ocean Grove that we're growing up with. So it's been cool to hear bands like that, you know. Do you think that like, you know, when I put out this poll, um, naturally I put, I put out like six or seven albums. I knew people would do the rest and put the ones that I've forgotten about. Um, I instantly kind of put in a lot of Aussie albums. Yes. Are we good at writing debut albums or is this just uh, location bias or is it a little bit of both? A little bit of both, but I think in our scene... People, especially online, want to talk about Aussie bands a lot more than the internationals because, yeah. like, I don't know, we want to back them and support them more being in Australia and talking about Northland and Nuts Wakeover bands in America, like Ghost Inside and, like, Counterparts in Canada. We could have easily brought a couple of their albums into the, the mix, but it's kind of, like, people want to talk about our bands a little bit more. Yeah. But, like, on our favourite list, like, we, we had barely any Aussies in our list, so yeah. it's very, very hard to talk about but i love talking about aussie bands so i'm happy with the list and what the bands we're talking about now well let's talk let's try and get a top five let's try and agree on a top, a top five, five yes yeah. if we can agree that Beartooth disgusting is one are we okay with that oh 100 okay perfect i want to i'm going to throw out a couple of ones you just tell me yes or no i'll give you a yay or a nay Nick. yeah discoveries yay or nay i'm going to say i'm going to sit on the fence and go nothing yet uh, i want to hear some more first mortal coil yay where, where, where are you thinking? Do you think that's the top number three. two? Top three. Okay, we'll go top three for yep. that one. Divi Nation. Yay. This is the Th- six. They'd be my top three, those three. Okay, there you go. So you go, what? give me an order. Sorry. <laughs> this is the oh, six just came up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say yay to this is the six. We'll come back to an order, but yep. So there's four out of five. Fuck. Okay, um, I'll put out any... Okay, what about a fifth? If you had to pick one, is there one that comes to mind? I personally, I'm going Hallians Die Young, but I'd... I'm happy with you picking another one. That, that's very, very good. If I'm going back to my fucking list, as at five, you probably would have fucking discoveries by Northland in there. But I, I, like, I, I, there's one that we didn't actually talk about. Yes, Greybind Conduit. Yeah, 
So I don't know if it would make my five, but that's an album for sure that would be in and around the mark. So Battery is, Disgusting. Is that a weird yeah. one? Um, Conjured's a strange album. We talk about this on Sunday, on yes. Sunday's show, of course. Yep. But I always felt like you know Conduit and The Dark Pool were two albums that kind of came out same year. They had similar expectation. Obviously, Thornhill had a bit of a higher expectation because they yep. were a bigger band. But we all had huge expectation for both. Yep. And for whatever reason, Conduit just has kind of... I feel like it's just kind of subsided. No, Since the, the, the hype hasn't really been there. I think the problem... I, I actually wrote this down. It felt like they were about to pop off and then COVID, the hit, COVID which yeah. was the same as Ocean Grove. And now they've lost Dill, who's your vocalist, which is extremely hard to replace. Yeah. And, and Mike's gone yeah. too, which is a social kind of element of the band. So that's probably why it hurts us in the discussion. And like, I don't know what's going to happen for Unify. I don't even know if they're going to play because who knows if they can replace them by that time. Hopefully they have. But like, it does. It hurts the vibe of that album. And mm. like, that's it's why we don't talk about the kind of Alpha first release. Yeah. Like, that's why we didn't talk about that with that well, Mono. Well, so. yeah, like Mono, I don't mind actually talking about it. I don't think Mono's a bad album. I don't think you're not allowed to talk about Mono. Because but yeah. I, I see a lot of people love that album. Yeah. Um, I was surprised I didn't get a bit more love on the... Yeah, the, I don't know if anyone even put it in. Yeah, like, I, I was gonna. I was too scared. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone will say yeah. anything ill on Mono because it's like it's more of a time period kind of thing. But yeah, there are probably people who are a bit scared to vote on it, <laughs> as you said. Getting back to the list, I reckon Poison for Bullet. Yeah. If I'm going five I, over discoveries purely because I don't know, I, I just think bullet back. Okay, in the so day. what if we go? So we go bear tooth one. Yep. Mortal coil two. Yep. Divination three. I'd go while she sleeps three over divination. This is the six three. Yep. Divination, divination four, four. Yep. Poison five. I'd go poison five. Bang. There's five. And like you say, discoveries in and around the mark. Discovery six. Die yep. young seven. What a great list. It's not bad. Dude. I like, know a lot of people are going to kill us for not putting Discoveries in number one or killing with a smile on there at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That could be eight. That could be eight. But as you say, like, timing is everything. We in, just missed the boat for that. In music, like, I said this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about that 30. It's like, I yep. can't imagine the amount of bands that I would love if I just heard them a week or two earlier, a year or two earlier, if I just heard a different song Yes, by them, Nick. You know, how many times have you heard a song by a band, you're like, oh, this is kind of crap, but you heard their really shitty radio single. Oh, <laughs> dude, well, every time I die, I cop that after like, I did my first deep dive on them on yeah. YouTube. I'm like, there's a couple of... They're not crap now. I love them now. And yeah. I go back and listen to them. But my first impression was like, oh, this isn't like what I thought was yeah, what, yeah. thought it was going to be. But like you say, timing's everything. And like the Mortal Coil, people laugh at me putting that at one in my list. But for me, that was... Easily number one for me. It's my favorite release. And like, if I was three years older, I might not have given a shit. If I was three years younger, I might have missed it. So yeah. it's all about timing. It's the same with timing in music with anything. Like Nirvana. Yeah. Fucking never mind. If somebody if somebody was listening to, oh, I want to get into Bring Me the Horizon, they yep. just start out and they went, oh, the first three songs they listened to was Mother Tongue and I'll Follow You. And they're like, this is this, this, this is horrible. I don't yeah. want this at all. But if they go in and they listen to, I don't know, say Wonderful Life or Kingslayer or something like that, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like this is what I wanted. Like mantra. Just, it's just yeah. you know, there's just two different. It's kind of like a um. It's like one of those choose your own adventure games. It's like yes. sometimes you just go down the different paths, like yep. an alternate universe. You love this band, but in this one you don't. Hundred percent, mate. And but, that's what makes it great. Yeah. Next week we'll do what, well, as you said, greatest EPs, which yes, I I, I love this one because. Yep. There are so many EPs. Um, again, Australia's Australian ones will dominate because yes. we have been involved in that. But yep. there are a lot of outsider EPs from different countries. Zombie ain't making it, Nick. Zombie ain't making we'll it. We'll talk about it, but it ain't making it. How dare you, you piece of shit! <laughs> <laughs> but 
It's got to piss people off. Now. But those debut albums, man, a lot of cool ones. I, I actually, for a long time, I had Chemical Miracle written down. And I was like, oh, wait, that's not their debut. Oh, no. <laughs> it no. took a few while to work out that Men Move On. Men Move, men move On, yeah. It's a great album. A lot of people would, would vote that as well. Got to so. have the comma in there, Nick. Yeah, Otherwise yeah. You don't pronounce it. <laughs> men, men, yeah. men comma, pause. move on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Good shit, mate. Uh, what well I Nick. And of course, we'll be back next Sunday. We'll be back next Wednesday for talking about the greatest EPs in scene history. Get a Bilson in you. You bitch.